Hi there, this is Watchin, and you are now listening to the I Choose the Ladder podcast, a podcast for Black women on the corporate climb. This episode is brought to you by our weekly newsletter, The Memo. If you have not already done so, you can join the online community by texting CLIMB, C-L-I-M-B, to 66866. Again, that's CLIMB, C-L-I-M-B, to 66866. I am super excited about this um, episode because it came about through an online um, poll that we did, and we're going to be talking about preparing for your online interview. Um, I think that this pandemic has caused a lot of us to re-examine how we think about our careers and think about how we want to move forward in our careers. Um, I asked the I Choose a Ladder community on Instagram, and if you aren't already following us on Instagram, pause this episode right now, open up Instagram if it's not already open, go to the I Choose a Ladder page, and hit that young follow button because we do really, really appreciate um, the support online, the visible support online, and there are things that we share on our IG page that are not included in the podcast, Um, and so please, 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 if you haven't already done so, go to the Instagram page and hit follow. Um... But we asked um, our followers on Instagram how the pandemic has changed um, what, how they look at their careers or what they expect or what they've learned about themselves. And so I'll share a couple of those answers because I think some of them are funny and some of them are like they resonate and they helped inspire this episode. So one person said, my instinct to nap is a lot stronger. And I feel you, girl, like I had to uh, instate a not getting back in the bed once I've waken up from my first meeting, regardless of how early that meeting is. Um, and someone else said it ain't changed because the work ain't changed, which is true. Like the expectations are still there depending on the clients that you work for. Um, saying to have the flexibility to work from home will forever be a must, right? So that's something that's different um, that they didn't know was something that was important to them until this time. Um, and then the flip side from that is someone said, I never want to work from home again, right? So you have some people who are loving being at home and some people who are like, Lord, let me get back to the office. Um Someone admitted that they can definitely do their job remotely um, at least three to four days a week, right? Like they don't need to be in the office. They don't need as much engagement as they thought that they um, that they needed. And someone said that they realized that they need a bigger challenge than what their current their job currently provides. Um, and so that got me thinking uh, about how we're going to be um, looking at jobs, finding jobs in this new reality. Um, and so. I think that the perspective that we've gained through all of this um, is really, really, really important. And I'm grateful that we've had the time. Um, We've been forced to to have the time to think about um, what it is that we really want. Right. Um, As we look at the job market, you know, it's overwhelming. Um, Before all of this happened, we were already kind of on our way to a recession. And I feel like and based on what I've been reading, that the pandemic has kind of fast-tracked us towards a recession or even worse, a depression. Um, so the the conditions in the job market, at least for the foreseeable future, um, are going to be challenging for all of us, not necessarily because we're looking for a job, but we'll probably, you might be looking for a job, but we will probably know people who are impacted um, by the things that have happened due to corona. Um, and I think it's 
it's going to be challenging and whether you find yourself in the job market because of layoffs or because the pandemic forced you to take a closer look at the company that you work for and you realize that you're just not aligned or maybe you're being recognized for you know the good work and the great things that you've done uh, during this really trying and stressful times and so internally you might be up for a promotion um one of the things that I am very, very confident about is that the way that we're interviewing um, is going to change. And I want to make sure that we as an I Choose a Ladder community are prepared for what could be a new normal um, when it pertains to finding a new job or, or getting a promotion. And I don't think that I need to you know, go into detail about how things like recessions and unemployment disproportionately um, impact black people. But I'll drop a few, you know, a few stats just in case people need a refresher. Although, I mean, we're hyper aware of like what this stuff means. But so I'm going to read this. Um, According to uh, the latest uh, data that I saw, as of the time that I'm recording this episode, 36.5 million people in the United States have filed for unemployment. 36.5 million people and like that may not include people who have reduced time or who have had changes to the way that they work but 36.5 million people um and you know we know that when things like that happen as a community we tend to bear a lot of the burden of that um so according to the data from the u.s bureau of labor labor statistics collected from 1972 to nine to 2019 which is before the pandemic the african-american unemployment rate has stayed at or above twice the white rate right and so in a situation that we're facing now you have to imagine that it's going to be more than two times um And then what we also found is that uh, a study from the Brookings Institute um, found that unemployment rate is even worse in many of the major uh, metropolitan areas. Um, So, for example, in D.C., the African-American unemployment rate is six times higher than the white rate. Like that is wild and that is that is insane. Um, And. It does not matter necessarily, like it applies at all levels of education. So whether you have a master's, you're, you know, high school, graduate, undergrad, master's, advanced degrees. Um, I think it says, let's see, a 2019 Center for American Progress issued a brief highlight that showed that the unemployment gaps between African-Americans and whites across all demographic groups, for example, you know, African-Americans who have higher uh, education degrees um, is still higher than all of their white cohorts. Right. Like it's just it's just something that disproportionately and, and like impacts us. And I'm not sharing that information to be doom and gloom because y'all know that's not how I get down. I'm more like rainbows and cotton candy. And I feel like everything's going to be fine. and Everything works out the way that um that it's supposed to but I do want us to have a realistic understanding of like what it is that we're up against especially during a time that has never been experienced before in like the world in the modern world where things are have been shut down for a while and where you know companies are going to have to make really tough decisions not because they necessarily want to although some may want to but because like for the the survival of businesses like it might be necessary to reduce their workforce or whatever um 
And I understand that there are a lot of systematic things that that go into that that we have no control over. And so what I want us to do in this podcast episode as we talk about preparing for your online interviews is to focus on the things that we actually have control over. Um, And, you know, the pandemic is happening, but there are still companies that are um, that are employed that are still hiring people they may not be companies who are on your radar but that doesn't mean that they wouldn't be a good fit for you um i think this will also allow people to have more exposure to different companies that they may not have um that may not have been on their radar before um and i think the thing that um we have the most control over is how we prepare for the interview situations that we know are going to come in uh, in the foreseeable future. Um, I'm a firm believer that not all preparation is created equal, right? Like you could spend a lot of time doing stuff that in no way is going to help you um, become a better like interviewee. I think that's the word. Um, or a better interviewer, right? And so I want to focus on the the, the six things that I um, that I think can actually help you in um, in your ability to land that new role, whether it's for, with a new company or, or internally. And I know that there's going to be a temptation as I go through the list to be like, oh, I know that already, and yeah, I know that already, and yeah, I know that already. But as I mentioned in the newsletter that went out on Monday. I want to invite you to consider a different perspective, right? And view this information through a different lens. Um, I encourage you to shift the question or the or the commentary that's in your head from I know that already to how good am I at that? How good am I at consistently doing these things? So these may be things that you've already heard of or that you know that you're supposed to be doing, but in reality, how good are you at doing them, right? And only you can answer that question. Um, so as always, right, before we get into the list, I want you to grab your I Choose a Ladder notebook and pen, grab your favorite beverage. Today, mine is a one liter bottle of eternal natural alkaline spring water. I don't know why I have a liter bottle, but I'm trying to stay hydrated, y'all. Um, and then just get ready to get this work, right? Like we, y'all know I'm all about action. And so the things that we talk about in this episode are going to require you to do some stuff, but make sure that you have your notebook and you're ready um, to get this work. Okay, so the first thing that I think is really important as you prepare for your online interview is to do your research. And I know I sound like a broken record when I say this, but now more than ever, you're going to come across as incredibly lazy or unimpaired, unprepared, if you're asking questions of your interviewer that you can that can easily be found like, with just like a quick Google search, right? The the perception is that people have more time now. And so you're just going to come across as like, ugh, if you show up and you don't have, you haven't taken the time to, um, to prepare, right? And I also think that what COVID has shown us is that there are things that are very important to us as individuals as we think through work. And so you should have questions for people, right? This is not a time to be asking questions um, just to be asking them to say, oh, I have, I have to ask three questions. So here are three random questions. Um, I think this is an opportunity for you 
to really test if a company is a good fit for you. Um, and, you know, I know that there may be people or situations that are going to require you to just, to just take a job. Um, and if that's the case, that's fine. But you still want to be putting yourself in the position where you are the one saying yes or no to taking a job and that your lack of preparedness is not um, what takes you out of the running, even if it's not for your dream job. Um, so what are some ways that you can prepare? Well, I'm glad you asked because y'all know I always got a bunch of things in my back pocket. So for the first thing that you can prepare as you do research is, have you looked up the person or the people who are going to be interviewing you on LinkedIn? If you have not, you need to make sure that you do that because like that is very basic and foundational. But once you've done that, did you check to see if you have any con uh, connections in common? Um, and if the connection in common is someone that you know, have you reached out to them to see if they could give you maybe like 10 minutes of a phone call or like a Zoom call um, just to give you an insight into that person or those people and to see how they operate, right? Like if there's someone who knows them very well or is a client of theirs or has worked with them in the past, they may be able to give you some, some insight that will help you prepare for a conversation with that person. Um, and I think that that's really helpful because if you know ahead of time that you might have some things in common, um, things that may not be on the website, that will help with the comfort level early on in the interview and will set you up for a conversation as opposed to like what seems like a you ask a question I answer I ask a question you answer like the, the back and forth of it and it'll be more of a conversation um, have you spent time on Glassdoor to see what types of questions um, interviewers of that company typically ask of people interviewing for positions that you are currently interviewing for or for the department that you would be working in, right? Glassdoor has a great, like outside of salaries, they have a great little tab that has the frequently asked interview questions for different positions and different companies. Like check those out and make sure that the ones that you see are repeated as a pattern, you have at least thought through what your answer would be so that you can give a, a not a scripted answer, but a thoughtful answer. Um, have you Googled the person who's going to be interviewing you, right? So they may have um, won an award for whatever reason, or they may have published an, an article that could give you some perspective into how they think. And that can be useful um, when you are thinking about what kinds of questions to ask them, but also how you answer the questions that they ask you, right? So everybody processes um information differently. I know for me, like we've talked about this on podcast past, I'm a bullet pointer. And so I don't need a whole dissertation for stuff. Like I want you to get to the point, um, be thoughtful with your answer, but like, I don't need the seven year backstory, but there's some people like who want it all, who want the, the smallest little detail. And by reading interviews that they've done or articles that they've published, it'll give you like a sense of, you know, how they think and how they, you know, communicate information. Um, I know that um, a lot of people don't spend time on company websites anymore, which I think is a miss. So the next thing that I would say as you do your research is to spend some time on the company website beyond just the homepage, right? And while the homepage is important, don't get it twisted, because the homepage is kind of like what the company thinks is the most important and the highlights of of the company the things that they're the proudest of another section that I would um, recommend spending some time in if it exists on the website is their press 
section, right? So it's that press section is going to include all of the places that they've been mentioned. And it, it's going to be like a highlight reel of the, the contributions that they're making in, in the world or in the business world. And so if you can read one or two of those and you can speak to some of the accomplishments or some of the things that they're doing, um, I think that does a lot to uh, to show whoever's interviewing you that you are prepared and that you at least have a sense of what it is that you could potentially be walking into once you get the job. Um, and then I think that the last thing that I would say in terms of, of research is, have you checked their social media, right? Like the company social media. Um, have you checked their LinkedIn page? What about YouTube and Facebook and Instagram? Because I think those pages give you a glimpse into the company culture that you could potentially use to ask questions about. Um, but it'll also help you figure out if that is a place where you could see yourself fitting in or um, or like working at. So for example, if I'm checking out a company's social media and all of the posts of the, the, like the employees or whatever that they've posted, I don't see not a single black person. Like that is, to me, that is a red flag, right? And it's something that like, I wouldn't ask in an interview, like, why don't y'all have any black people like featured prominently like in your social media? But it would it would definitely lead me to ask a diversity and inclusion question, a diversity recruiting question, um, how they look at diversity and inclusion, how do they consider diverse perspectives, the value of like so there are tons of questions that you could ask. Um, if you look at, you know, uh, at um, like the videos that they put out and they're very corporate and they're very serious, but you're someone who like that's not your personality. Um that might be something to ask about in terms of like what is the the culture here at the company you know I was watching this video I've watched a couple of videos on YouTube and this is the sense that I'm getting like can you you know explain or maybe share what I could have been missing or if there's you know if it's a proper reflection of the culture and like those types of things but I think spending time on social media to look at what they're putting out there it's kind of like getting to go on a field trip um at the company without actually having to go on the field trip, if that makes sense. Okay, the second thing, and this is so important, and I've had a couple of missteps at this. Um, so the second thing to do to prepare for your your online interview, so the first thing was do research. The second thing is to test your technology, Lord Jesus. Like, you have to take the time. I don't care um, how much you use technology. I don't care how much of a tech genius you are or think you are. Uh, like, before your interview, even if it's a few minutes before, an hour before, the day before, I would recommend the day of, right? Like you can do other tests, but the day that you are having the interview, spend a few like a, a few minutes with someone doing a test call or video conference, right? Like you have to do this. And when you're doing it, there are specific things that you should be looking for, right? It's not just to be like, oh, does this, does the camera work? Great. Like that's it. No, like there are other things that are going to play a part in the quality of the video experience. So what should you be checking for? First thing, does the lighting in the place that you plan to do the interview allow for your face to be seen and well lit? Right. You don't want shadows on your face. You don't want it to be dark and dull. You don't want it to be in a place where like half your face is showing the other half isn't like you want to make sure that you are you are in a place 
that gets good light or that you've maybe invested in, you know, go on Amazon, spend like $10, $15 in a light so that regardless of what environment that you're in, you can light yourself up and you can look the way that you want to look. There are tons of videos on like simple lighting videos on YouTube if you feel so inclined, but most of your interviews are going to take place during the daytime. The sun is going to be out. If you have a window, sit across from the window and make sure that like you can be seen and your face can be seen. The second thing, Lord, Woo, this one is is a pet peeve y'all see I'm already getting like flustered is the strength of the internet connection where you plan to take the call strong enough so that you won't be going in and out and that you will not be freezing right like when you have uh frames that freeze you don't know what was heard your voice is going in and out you're asking like what did you say can I like you need to make sure that wherever you are, you get good internet service. The quality of the conversation kind of depends on how often you have to start and stop, right? Test, please, please, please test to make sure that the strength of where you will be will be good enough to make the conversation go smoothly. Um, Another thing as we talk about, you know, the lighting is have you made sure that the angle of your camera does not cut you off at a weird or inappropriate place? So for me, I don't use the camera that's on my laptop. I have a HD webcam that I use just because the quality is better. Um, but for whatever reason, it doesn't like I don't have it permanently attached to my um, my laptop because I want to be able to take it off and move my laptop places and all of those things. And so before when I put it back on, I always have to check to make sure that the frame does not cut me off at a weird place. Right. So make sure that if you're using your camera on your laptop, you're sitting close enough or far enough that if you start moving around, you're not getting cut off at weird places. Um Another thing is, are there background distractions? So I take a lot of calls. Um, well, I do most of my work in my home office, but if it's hot in here and I have my ceiling fan on, in the mirror that's behind me, you can see the fan moving. And for some people, that is distracting, right? People, and, and so making sure that any of those things that could be potential distractions um, are removed from the shot. So sitting somewhere that does not have the fan in there, or if you're working at your desk and the camera could see like, you know, a table or whatever behind you, is there like so much going on back there that people are gonna be distracted and not listening to what it is that you're saying? That stuff matters. Take out all of your background distractions. It should be just a clean thing behind you and I mean, you can have an interesting piece behind you. So if there's like an interesting piece of art or if you have flowers or things like that, I don't think those are distractions. I think distractions are anything like a piece of art, maybe a good conversation starter, right? That's that's a plus to to having that in the background. But if you have a bunch of mess behind you, your coffee cup is there, um, your half eaten lunch is there, your hair scrunchies there or whatever it is, like those things can be distracting. So make sure that is minimized. Um, is the sound clear so that you don't have to keep repeating yourself and you don't have to keep asking the person interviewing you to repeat yourself, repeat themselves because you didn't hear what they said, right? Like if you know one, Hey, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, I wasn't able to hear that. Could you repeat the question? Once is fine. When you get to three, four, five times, like that is, can be very annoying. And so you want to make sure that your sound is clear their sound is clear and granted sometimes it may not be your sound that's the issue but you want to check and make sure that it's not your sound um 
another thing which I think people forget you know when you log into so when I have my um, my zoom account is tied to the I choose a ladder account so sometimes when I'm logged in my display name says I choose a ladder or it may say something like a nickname or whatever um, like my old AOL screen name right and that's not really what I want in a professional setting so is your display name the professional name that you want to have um, associated with the interview right so it, mine will either say watching or watching Yanu um, as like the name label it's on the screen when you're talking um, so make sure that your screen name or whatever name is going to be appearing is what you want to have and not like some nickname or something that's going to cause maybe like an awkward moment during the conversation. Um, and then the last thing that I'll say, because I've seen this, oh, Lord, I've seen this happen so many times. If you're going to make a presentation during your tech rehearsal, you need to be practicing how you are smoothly transitioning from conversation to presentation and then back from um, presentation to conversation, right? If you're sharing your screen, you want to make sure that the screen that you're going to share, if you're using two monitors, is already keyed up and that you're not scrolling through seven different tabs that you have open to choose the right one or or anything like that. Make sure that you have practiced that, that it's ready to go. You know how to share screen. You know how to exit share screen without, you know, cutting the person off or dropping the call or whatever that case may be. Um, the third thing that I think is important as you uh, plan to kill it in this um, online interview culture is to plan for what you need and what you don't need, right? Because the last thing that you want to do is to have to ask the interviewer to hold on because you need to go and get something that you may have forgotten um, and that you now realize you're going to need um, during the interview. So, for example, do you have a notebook and a pen? Um, do you have water? If it's a long interview, you may need water, right? Um, do you have your list of questions or notes that you prepared prior to the interview so that you don't have to go up and get it or you don't have to fumble and scramble around for it? Um, have you made sure that your cell phone is either outside of the room or the space that you're interviewing in or that it's on silent? Because I know I'm good for... Um, my phone ringing or my mom randomly calling me or someone randomly texting me and so making sure ahead of time that your phone is not close to you or um or um or if it is that it is it's not on vibrate it's on silent right not vibrate silent um and then have you made sure that your work email is closed, right? So that you don't accidentally share your, when you're trying to share a screen, you share your email um, on the call or that you aren't being interrupted by like the dinging of when emails come in, like my Outlook, it's all, there's already always a dinging sound. Um, and so that you're not being distracted by that um, because you just don't want anything to kind of interrupt the flow for you to then have to reestablish flow in the conversation. Um, I think that would go for any apps, right? So like closing your FaceTime app if you're on your computer and any apps that have notifications assigned to them, like just turn them off because you don't want the sign. And then the last part, and as much as it pains my heart to say this, like you got to make sure you're far enough away from your pets, right? Because we don't want to hear any animal noises um, in the background and you have to explain what's happening. And it's just like, sometimes it's cute to see like a cute dog um, or something like that. But I think you just want to minimize, again, the amount of distractions. Um, the next thing, the fourth thing that I think is important is 
for you to prepare to be seated. And like, I know that sounds really strange, but depending on the phase of an interview that you're in, you could be expected to sit in that same position from anywhere to like one hour to three to three and a half hours, right? I know friends who've had these like marathon meetings because the position that they're going for is a pretty high profile position, lots of responsibility, lots of compensation, lots of people need to weigh in on if they think that you're the right person. So those marathon meetings could last, um, you know, up to three hours. And so you'll need a level of endurance that can take you through the entire time without losing steam, right? Without your butt hurting. Um, and I think what you don't want to do is to start fidgeting around because, you know, at an hour, hour and a half or whatever it may be, you start to get restless. Um, now, what I'm not saying is that you have to sit in this chair for an hour to three hours like a robot, right? Because that's also super strange. Um, and during these calls, you want your personality to show, right? Like, None of y'all can see me right now, but I talk with my hands. So as I'm recording the podcast, my hands are, you know, they're going, they're doing what they do, right? And that's just a part of who I am. Um, But I think that what you want to be thinking about as you prepare to be seated is that you want to come across a certain way, right? So you want to come across relaxed but confident. Um, I think you want to be personable. You want your personality to shine through. And I think most importantly, you want to come across as trustworthy. And I think that has a lot to do with your ability to maintain non-creepy eye contact over the course of the interview. And the more comfortable you are being in that chair, looking into the camera and being able to do that for a sustained period of time, I think benefits you as you um, as you sit um, for a while. Make sure the chair that you're in is comfortable enough, um, that it provides you with enough um, structure so that your, your posture is good and all that stuff. But just be prepared to be seated without having to like move around and do a whole lot of stuff. Um, the fifth thing that I think is important is to plan your look, right? And this is not a, you need to put a suit on um, or anything like that, right? So I will say that there are, um, a lot of directions online about like what you can wear and all that stuff. And I've seen all of those videos where people are like, Oh, I'm professional on the top. And then it's party on the bottom. And, um, I'm a firm believer that you want to get yourself into the headspace to interview. Right. And so you should be fully dressed. Now I go as far as like put my heels on, right? Like I get dressed up when I'm doing stuff. Um, but I think that if you look confident, you will feel confident and it'll come across um, into like in, in the conversation. But I also think being fully dressed um, minimizes the chances of having any kind of weird wardrobe malfunctions during the course um, of the interview. Um, as you decide like what your look for the day is going to be, a couple of things to consider. The colors that you're going to wear. Um, are those colors going to read well on camera or will they be distracting? Um, is the color something that complements your skin tone, right? So I know for me, I have certain power colors that I really like to wear when I need an extra boost of confidence because I feel like I'm a boss in them, right? And I feel like I'm like I'm feeling myself. And if I'm feeling myself and I think I look great, that's going to read. Um in, within the interview because I'm not worried about it right I can because I know that I look bomb in these colors I know that like the glow like all that all that black girl magic is coming through like it's a it's a total look um and so what is that color for you what are those colors for you and how can you make sure that you're incorporating them in your wardrobe so that you can feel amazing and look amazing on the camera um as you you know as you interview something else to consider is movement right like 
I did an inter- it wasn't a job interview, but I did an interview for, um, I moderated a conversation and the shirt that I chose to wear, Laura, I don't know why I did this, had a bow at the neckline. And so when I would move, like one of the strings of the bow would stick up awkwardly. And so I spent more time than I care to admit, like adjusting that one string and like it was fine it wasn't a job interview and at the end of the day you know it was just annoying but I think minimizing some of that stuff so like are you going to move around what happens to the top that you have on or the dress that you have on when you move when you talk when you laugh right and I know it seems like this is just nitpicky but it matters because you don't want to be you don't want your attention to be on anything else except killing it at the interview and so worried about if you know this blouse is going to fall a certain way or if this, if I laugh too hard if some my button's going to pop or just something like the weird stuff like that minimize all that stuff think about movement as you um as you choose what you're going to wear and then the last part of this thing is the face now I know that some of the listeners out here like y'all know how to beat a face right um I'm not one of those people during this like shelter in place time. I have watched a couple of YouTube videos um, with like makeup tutorials. And what I have 100% confirmed is that makeup is not my ministry, um, which is fine. Uh, we, um, we can't all be great at everything. But what I have learned is enough to make myself look alive and look refreshed during the calls right I can I can do a little something something right but I'm not out here you know looking like I'm fresh off the runway um but what I will say is that no matter how you decide to do your makeup for your um for your interview you should when you're done with your look look at yourself through the lens of your camera right um you want to make sure that your makeup is reading the same on camera as it did in your mirror and because of like the lighting and the lenses that come with cameras like you may need to like adjust a few things or you may put it on and you look like it just does not look how you imagine and now you're distracted or you feel less confident so do your makeup however you choose like I don't think that you need to be looking like you know you are about to go to the Met Gala right I feel like that's doing a bit but if that's how you feel comfortable do that girl do you just make sure that the look that you're going for reads in camera in the same way that it did in the mirror um and then the last thing the sixth thing lord y'all because this just happened to me today is remembering what time it is right so the last okay, this may seem like really really silly but have you confirmed or checked the time zone that your interview is in, right? Every single time. I know you might think you know. Have you done that, though? Um, At this time where we're sheltering in place, it doesn't mean that we are in our actual homes, right? So while most times people can... um, can shelter like they are in your market but they may have chosen to go and shelter in place in another city with their family so I know there's a a woman who works for us once this stuff happens she lives alone so she went to Michigan and she's been there the entire time so she's on a different time zone than we are um and uh making assumptions about because she's normally in Chicago you just assume that the obviously the meeting that invite that she sent had to be you know for the time that you thought might not be um So while it's not a big deal to have a meeting happen later than you thought it would, I still think it's annoying because you've done all that work to get yourself hyped up in the right headspace. You know, you've done them strange power poses. Um, You've hyped yourself up in the mirror, Issa Rae style. And if you don't know what that means, just Google Issa Rae in the mirror. And when I tell you she is her own hype woman, 
I kid you not. Um, and then to have to like come that high and then come back down and bring yourself back high again when it's actually the time for the meeting. Like I just think that it's unnecessary stress and unnecessary like anxiety. Um, so that is one end of the spectrum. But the other end of the spectrum is to have a meeting that's happening earlier than you thought that it was. Like that happened to me today. Um, and it wasn't for a job interview because I'm not interviewing. Let's not start rumors. But it was for a networking call with the league. Um, and I wasn't me- mentally prepared to be talking to those people. And granted, it all worked out. But if that happens to you on a job interview, now it's earlier than, than you thought it was. You probably aren't dressed the way that you want to be dressed. You aren't mentally prepared for it yet. And so you may not. You may show up a little bit frazzled on it. Or even worse, you may actually miss the miss the interview because. You know, you thought it was later. You're not in front of your computer. You're doing something else. So you didn't see the meeting reminder pop up. And now you have to deal with rescheduling or whatever that may be. Um, So please, 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 y'all, the last thing, make sure you check the time zone and that you confirm that the time zone that you think it is, is the actual time zone that the meeting is going to be happening, happening in. And so that's it. Those are my six tips that I think are going to have the most direct impact on your effectiveness to interview online. Um, As always, if you want to keep the conversation going, the best way to do so is to subscribe to our newsletter, The Memo, by texting CLIMB to 66866. Again, that's CLIMB to 66866. And for everybody who has sent me feedback on the new template of the newsletter, thank you, thank you, thank you so much. If you don't know, we relaunched um, the newsletter with a new template that's easier to understand, um, quick bites of information, really good resources and tips. and, you know, I don't normally get feedback, but people have actively reached out to me and emailed me saying that they love this new format and to stick to it. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, the newsletter goes out on Mondays. So again, if you are not already subscribed, please text CLIMB, C-L-I-M-B to 66866. Or you can connect with us on Instagram at I Choose the Ladder. And we do um, appreciate the support. It's different kinds of content that we post on there. Or you can connect with us on Facebook at the I Choose the Ladder podcast. So on Facebook, it's I Choose the Ladder podcast. And and until next time, thank you for listening.